The Lord be with you. The Ten Commandments tell us that we are to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. That there are six days in which we are to work and do all our labor, but the seventh day is a Sabbath in which we are to rest. And so in our scriptures this morning, we hear about a woman who goes to her local congregation, her local synagogue to worship. She goes on the Sabbath, a day of rest. And so she rests from her cooking and from her cleaning. She rests from taking care of the house. But she is still weary. She is still weary because she can't rest from her back pain. She can't rest from being bent over for 18 long years. She can't rest from always seeing the floor and never the sky. She can't rest from having her neighbors literally look down on her as she walks past. And so even though it is the Sabbath, this woman is still weary. And we also hear in the scriptures today that the leader of her congregation, the leader of her synagogue, is leading worship on the Sabbath day, the day of rest. And so he's resting from his day job. He is resting from buying things. He is resting from paying his bills. But he is still weary. He is weary because he cannot rest from his need to be a perfect, pious man. And that means he can't rest from always being right. He can't rest from needing to make sure all the rules are being followed. He can't rest from making sure everyone is supposed to do what they're supposed to be doing. And so because of that, even though it is the Sabbath, this man is weary. And we hear today of a boy named Jeremiah. And Jeremiah hears the voice of God. And who knows what day of the week it is because he is in the presence of God. And so everything else goes out of his mind, right? His calendar, his chores, his studies. God is speaking to him in this moment, calling him to be a prophet, to speak God's transforming word to kings and to nations. And yet Jeremiah is weary. Jeremiah is weary because it turns out in the presence of God there is one thing that he can't set aside. It turns out in the presence of God there is still one thing from which he cannot rest, and that is his own insecurity. He cannot rest from his self-doubt of being only a boy. He cannot rest from his worries. He cannot rest from his comparison of himself to others. And so even though he is in the presence of God, Jeremiah is still weary. God says, take one day in seven and rest. And so maybe we take one day a week and we set aside our tools or we clock out of our job or we stop scrubbing the toilet. But even though we do all these things, we find ourselves still weary. Because here's the thing, what wears us down, what exhausts us, is not necessarily the physical labor of our job. It is the emotional labor of the voices within us and around us. 
What wearies us is the voice of Jeremiah's insecurity that when someone invites us to be a part of something amazing and fun, that voice says, ah, but you're not good enough to go. You're not good enough to be a part of that. They, they must have made a mistake in inviting you, or they're just doing it to be polite. What they really want is someone better, someone cooler, someone more competent and qualified. That's what makes us weary. Or maybe it's what makes us weary is the voice of the, the leader of the synagogue's need for perfection, the voice that says to us, oh, you want to have a celebration? You want to have good times with friends? Well, you know, before you have anyone over, you've got to mop all the floors. You've got to make sure the bathroom's clean. You've got to prepare a five-course meal. And you know what? You haven't done any of that. So I think it's better you just call it off because if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. That's what makes us weary. Or maybe what makes us weary is the woman's silence. That still quiet voice that says, my life is hard. It always has been and it always will be and nothing's ever going to change that and no one cares. So why bother speaking at all? I'll just keep my mouth shut. Maybe that's what makes us weary. You see, the Sabbath is about more than just taking a day off of work. And Exodus 20 explains the first reason why God gives us a Sabbath. It says, God made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them in six days. But on the seventh day, God rested. And so God blessed the Sabbath day, and consecrated it. God rests on the seventh day, not because God made all of creation and God said, whoa, I'm exhausted, I'm really tired, I need a break and I need to kick back for a little bit. No. The Almighty rests on the seventh day because after making creation in six days, what God has made is perfect. There is nothing left to be added, so God doesn't need to work anymore. God can revel in the perfection of what God has made. The Sabbath day is given to us not just because we need a break from work. The Sabbath is given to us as an invitation. An invitation to rest from our need to control and to criticize. An invitation to take a day and simply be amazed at the wonder of everything that God has made, starting with ourselves. And so, when God says to Jeremiah, I am calling you to be my prophet, and Jeremiah objects, saying, I don't know how to speak, for I am only a boy, God puts God's hand on Jeremiah's mouth and gives Jeremiah's mouth a Sabbath. So, that voice of insecurity, you know what? It can take the day off today. God does this by showing Jeremiah his perfection. But Jeremiah is perfect for this ministry to which God calls him, not because of what Jeremiah has done, but because of what God has done. And what God has done is to have known Jeremiah before he was born, to have consecrated Jeremiah in his mother's womb. 
God says that it is God who will give Jeremiah the words that he is to speak as a prophet. God says that God will walk alongside Jeremiah every step of this journey so Jeremiah can rest from his worries, from his insecurities, from his need to compare himself to others because Jeremiah is perfect for what God is calling him, not because Jeremiah has achieved perfection, but because God has. And in the same way, when Jesus goes to cure this woman on the Sabbath day and the leader of the synagogue objects saying, there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come back on one of those days and be healed, not on the Sabbath day. Jesus in that moment gives the leader of the synagogue's mouth a Sabbath. He tells the leader of the synagogue's need to always be right to take the day off. And Jesus does this by showing the leader of the synagogue that he is dead wrong. You see, the leader of the synagogue thinks the whole point of the Sabbath is to make sure that no one does any work. But Jesus points the leader of the synagogue to the second explanation in Scripture for why God gives us a Sabbath. This is found in Deuteronomy chapter 5, and it says, Remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty arm and an outstretched hand. And so you will keep the Sabbath. We were slaves once, and God set us free. God doesn't want us to ever be slaves again, and so God gives us the Sabbath to set us free, to set us free from being ruled by work, to set us free from being ruled by bosses, to set us free from the delusion that the world depends on what we do every single day. God gives us the Sabbath to set us free. And so when the leader of the synagogue says, no, we have to be keeping God's rules at all costs, Jesus says, God didn't give us the Sabbath as one more rule to rule us. God gave us the Sabbath as a gift to set us free. And the people in the crowd, they cheer, they cheer that Jesus understands that God's law is meant to give us fullness of life and freedom. And it says in that moment that the leader of the synagogue is put to shame, but the leader of the synagogue in that moment is not only put to shame, he is set free. The leader of the synagogue is set free from always being right. The leader of the synagogue is set free from being able to keep his community in line, making them do what he wants them to do. The leader of the synagogue is set free from being able to make himself perfect because he can't. But that's okay. He doesn't have to because God has made him perfect. And that is the point of the Sabbath. And so when Jesus heals the woman with a bent over back on the Sabbath, Jesus is not breaking the Sabbath. He is fulfilling it. In that moment, Jesus gives that woman's mouth a Sabbath. Jesus tells that woman's silence to take the day off because when he touches her, when he reaches out to her, he not only heals her body, he takes away her shame. He calls her a daughter of Abraham. She was a daughter of Abraham even when she had a bad back. 
And so when she stands up straight, she looks around and she realizes she was never lower than anyone else. And in that moment, her voice does what no other voice does in this Sunday scripture. Her voice does the one thing our voice is called to do every single Sabbath. Her voice praises God. Her voice praises God not because her life has been easy. Her voice praises God not because everything in her life is exactly as she wants it to be. She praises God because she encountered Jesus and in that encounter, in Christ's presence, she was perfect. She praises God because her soul has been set free. She praises God because that voice within her is finally at rest. And so is she. She praises God because at last she has a Sabbath. Siblings in Christ, take a Sabbath. Take a Sabbath from your self-doubt and your insecurity. Take a Sabbath from your need for perfection and control. Take a Sabbath. Take a Sabbath from your silence and your resignation. Take a Sabbath from the voice that wants to tell you about all the things you haven't achieved yet. Let that voice instead sing of all that God has already achieved by setting you free. Siblings in Christ, take a Sabbath. And so I invite you to stand as you are able and let your voices join with that of the woman as we sing God's praises. Amen. Mm -hmm.